Lindblom, Lindblom, the shot, he scores! He gets stacked afterwards, but he gets the final lap. Lindblom, from the doorstep, it's one. To the trailer, Santa, he scores! Off the rush and into the net, Sandheim restores the Flyers' two-goal lead. Stalin moving up, the Flyers, Giroux into the end, and then he scores! How's it going, everybody? This is Luke. I'm joined by Joe, of course, for the Charging Buffalo podcast. New microphone today, so we'll see how that goes. Hope it sounds a little better, but uh, I was absent from Tuesday's show. We were going to do a little trade deadline, post-show, what have you, uh, but Joe was here for that, and Joe, you're here once again. How are you this morning? I've been better. I'm tired. Uh, you know, no days off. Mm-hmm. Working six, seven days, no days a week. Off. No days off, as Tom Brady would say. But yes, uh, yeah, I've been better. The Sabres still suck. That doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon. And yeah, it's just rough. Rough game against the Flyers. And now they sit eight points out of a playoff spot. So yeah, not fun. Not fun at all. But hey, the season's almost over, I guess. So we're, yeah. getting, we're getting to the home stretch here. Eight points out. All is lost. Wait, are they still eight points out? They were eight points out at, after the Flyers. Well, I, don't, I didn't check the scores. We can last check night. on that. Uh, I do, I'm not sure if any implications were had yesterday and around the league. It's still eight points out. Nine points back of the first spot as well. So, yeah, not good. Not good at all. And they have Pittsburgh tomorrow at home, and they could potentially be ten points out. That ain't good. Remember that uh, that big lead they had once upon a time? Yeesh. I can't believe it. Who would have thought? Like, we were sitting here in November. We were like, yeah, take a monumental collapse. Monumental, big-time collapse for this team to miss the playoffs. And this, what, if that, if this isn't a monumental, monumental collapse, I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. They are like, hold on. I think I have the record saved here. They are, if this will load, 12-20-6 since the 10-game winning streak. That's horrible. Horrible. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to sugarcoat this, saying, oh, they're not playing that bad, they're just not getting the results, like, I mean, come on. And come on. They're I, playing bad. I think to this point in the season, they are worse than they were last year, technically, points-wise. Really? I believe. I mean, I don't think. No. Well, let's say you take away five of those five of those ten-game winning yeah. streak wins. Okay, you're at 56 points at this point in the season. Okay, we had 62 last year. There are 19 games left. The team can't string together wins. Yeah, they haven't won two in a row. Two in regulation in a row since October, right? Correct. So there is a very real possibility we might not even win 
four more games the rest of the season with how things have been going of late. Wow. Yeah. That's... You know, you might be right there. You might be right. Mm -hmm. But then they're going to go on another, like, nine-game run right at the end, and we're going to be like, hey, it's all right. We're going to keep Housley. We're going to keep the same core, and we're just going to be good next year. How many times does that work out when a team goes on a massive run right at the end of the season, and then it ends up going right the next year? I mean, Ron Ralston's Buffalo Sabres – in 2013, they were probably in the running to get Nate McKinnon or Seth Jones, even though the Sabres had Rasmus Ristolainen rated higher than Jones at the time. But anyways, they could have had a higher pick that year. And they went on that run. They kept Ralston. They named him the the official head coach of the team. And then the next year, they were the worst team in hockey and finished the season with 54 point, 52 points. And the rest is history. That's when the teardown began. The coach needs to go, okay? That is the common denominator here. A lot of it is coaching, okay? Uh, and the, the storyline of late has been Housley and Bottrell took a 78-point Dan Bilesma-led team. And they're worse. And made them a 62-point team, and now we're probably going to get... We're going to be lucky to get over 75 points. thing is... This team is not better than last year. I don't care what you say. It's becoming more and more the, resu- the result, like, I don't care what their point total says right now. This team is not better than last year. They're not at all. And I don't even, they, they might be a little better. They're better on paper, at least. But and there is a reason for that, it is the head coach. If you can't. Dan Bilesma got more out of less. Mm-hmm. That's, Dan Bilesma got 81 points. Out of a lineup consisting of David Legwand. All right. Carlo Koliakovo was in that lineup, who's now a analyst. He was on during the trade deadline. Uh, Josh Georges was on that team. Cody Franzen was on that team. Could you imagine this team with Housley as the head coach? Oh, my Lord. It's, and you know what? Dan Bilesmont is a good coach too i mean he's an established guy he's gonna be the next coach in detroit most likely but this team my god all right i want to note this this has been well noted recently uh how i mean bottrell he spoke to some members of the buffalo media in tampa bay and i'm not sure if that was on the day of the game or if it was the day before do you remember when was this? Or? It was when they were in Florida for the Tampa for Florida oh, Tampa right, trip. Right, right. Bottrell spoke to like Paul Hamilton, John Vogel, mm-hmm. Mike Harrington, and he gave Housley a vote of confidence. He was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, we're not firing the coach." And they were like, "I forget. It might have been Harrington said the fans want a coaching change." Bottrell's like, "They want a coaching change," and then he like laughed it off. He's like, "No, that's not happening." Like, it was just crazy, but. So, I believe it. Two, two GMs have given their coach a vote of confidence recently. Mm-hmm. It was Bob Murray, and I think Tim Murray too. I'm not sure. Tim Murray said he was, wasn't firing Dan Bilesma, but Murray also got fired too. So, and in both cases, there, the coach was fired 11 days later. Now, if I, if my ca- calendar serves me correct here, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 
eight. We're at day eight. So they face Pittsburgh tomorrow, then Toronto. That'd be day nine, ten. So maybe if they just get blown out of the water in these two games this weekend, Sunday, that would be the day of history mm, follows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, a little bit of Illuminati maybe, but hey, you never know. Mm-hmm. Because this is a perfect time to do it. I mean, Pittsburgh's a team that you're trying to chase down for that last spot. You lose to them, you're 10 points back. Could be even more. And then you got Toronto. Game that you got to win too. So, there is no... Every game from here on out is important. Are they going to make the playoffs? No. There's no game anymore that you have to win. (laughs) Well, if they want to make the playoffs, they got to win a lot. They, They have to go... How many games do they have left? 19. 19. You've got to win, like, 15 of them. They, yeah. To make the playoffs, they have to win 15 of these games. And then that's only enough for 96 points. Mm-hmm. And you might make it if you do that. They yeah. essentially have to run the table. And, again, November, if you would have told me that we would be sitting here, and not even it's not even March yet, mm-hmm. saying, mm, they're already out of it. I would have. I wouldn't have believed you because again, they didn't. They something changed. I don't know what happened because the effort was there, and you don't see that effort anymore. You don't see that fire and passion anymore. And I don't know what is going on with this team. There, I, I say it every week. I say it every time. There, there needs to be more changes, and that's behind the bench. There are still like seven, eight guys on this team that don't deserve to be here. We're not to the point where these guys don't even belong in the league anymore. They don't... We need better players. This team needs better players. I mean, Mike Weber was on that uh, 15, 16 team too, I believe. I keep going back to this team because, I mean, this has kind of become the benchmark for what coaching really means. I don't get why people say, you know, coaching doesn't matter. I think it does. You got to have a figurehead in 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 the locker room. Um, I mean, just looking at this team, though, I'm we don't really have an agenda to talk about today, so we're just going to go off the cuff. Uh, so I'm just going to kind of read from this this 15-16 team, and this team had 81 points with Bilesma at the helm. I'm just going to read off some of the names. Uh, let me find the scoring sheet here. Cody Franzen I mean, was on. This Gianta team. was there. Jamie McGinn. Uh, Marcus Foligno. Matt Molson, who did not have a very good year that year. Did Matt Molson ever have a good year in Buffalo? He was, I mean, there's a reason we gave him a lot of money. Uh, I mean, Gergensen's Larson were still there. David Leguan, Cody Franzen. What does that team do with Phil Housley as head coach? That's Sometimes scary. I wonder if Ted Nolan can get more out of this team than you know, Phil Housley. He absolutely could. Ted Nolan is a good coach. He's a good coach. I I mean he, I, I that team that was that he was here with was honestly built to lose. his two Sabers teams, those two years, they should have had twelve points, not fifty two. So <laughs> those teams were him. more okay. fun than these last like couple of months have been this season. <laughs> 
It was fun having Nolan behind the bench again. No, it wasn't. I'm going to make one of those Wolverine memes later where he's laying in the bed with the picture frame, and it's going to be Ted Nolan. I love Ted Nolan. I don't. <laughs> I, you I'm know what? No, I'm coming out right now. Ted Nolan is awesome. <laughs> I, I, I'm a fan of Ted Nolan. I'm going to get crucified for this. I don't think you are. I just, <laughs> I, I'm real. I just have a bad taste in my mouth after he tried to pry. And he should have tried to pry Jack Eichel and Connor McDavid away from these fans, but that's his job. But, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that big run in November. Remember our discussion a couple months ago about uh, the amount of goals we score in a season and how it's never never over 200. 212? Yeah. We have 181 goals for this season. That should hit over 200, right? So... I think our benchmark really was 212. We never really get over that. So we need 30 goals or so, 31 goals in 19 games. Think we can do it? Yeah. I hope so, at least. I mean, nobody can score, so what are you asking? We need 30 goals in the remaining 19 games. Yes. The only people that score goals on this team are Jack Eichel, Jeff Skinner, Sam Reinhart. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't, maybe, mm, that might be a stretch. I don't know. That might be a stretch. I think it'll happen, but it'll definitely be tough. It kills me. Why is our record not, with wins and losses combined, why is it not terrible? We're only 29 and 34, right? They had a good start. The team is a lot worse than that. They had a good start. That's it. Phil Housley cannot be the coach of this hockey team anymore. That's the bottom line. That is the. I don't know how. Has there ever fact. been a team that has gone from first to potentially in the bottom five of the league in the matter of a, just a handful of months? No. And the coach, and there's no repercussions whatsoever. And we haven't had injuries. Yeah, they've been the healthy. The lineup has the been part. constant. Mm-hmm. They. They have been really healthy. They're mm-hmm. knock on wood. They there have been nearly no gut wrenching injuries to this hockey team. I don't know. It's just tough. I I don't understand. I don't get it. What happened? I know they were never good in the first place, but they were in first place. They didn't make any moves to try and put them over the top and hey, that's fine, I guess. Whatever. You didn't want to make a bold move for a rental, fine. Fine, I respect that. But the players, the mm-hmm. coach, the players could have played harder. Honestly. Like, you can fault the players, too. It's not all on Housley. This is true. Like, <laughs> you're going out there. Like, the ice, I'm going to reference that the three-game stretch against New Jersey, uh, New York, and Florida. Three teams that are worse than you, and you go out and lose mm-hmm. all three games. When you're in striking distance of a playoff spot. And now you lose those games, and then you got a tough stretch right now, and they're losing games again, and now it's over. It's all over. You're eight points out. You're probably going to be ten points out, or even more, by the weekend. And now next week we're probably going to be talking about Capo Caco and Jack Hughes. Realistically, that's probably what's going to happen. I'll take it. What do you think this team does in free agency? I mean... Will they do anything? Like, I hope they do something. I hope they do something. 
now I know everyone here has PTSD over Matt Molson and Kyle Oposo, but not every contract has to be a $42 million blockbuster, yeah. though. They need depth. They mm-hmm. need depth. And you know what? And they need a guy like Matt Duchesne. Joe DiBiase brought this up the other day on the air, and this was, I thought, a very good point. The last two splashes we made in free agency were for guys who can't skate, Matt Molson and Kyle Pozo. And you know who can skate? Matt Duchesne. Yes. But a very exceptionally well. And those two guys flamed out of the league within or almost out of the league half within a year. With within a year of signing those contracts mm-hmm. pretty much. So you I mean this the team the Sabres for a long time have avoided collecting great skaters and fast skaters. Jeff Skinner is that guy. He is I think this regime knows what where the league is trending in terms Bottrell of... Botchel has to know. I mean, that's what Because if, if you look at his acquisitions, I mean, Berglund and Saboka, they're not fast, but mm-hmm. if you actually think that Jason Bottrell's like, no, I want Vladimir Saboka and uh, Patrick Berglund. They're going to be important pieces to this team. You're a fool. Mm-hmm. That's I'm just going to say that right now. They had to be in the trade because St. Louis couldn't have afforded Ryan O'Reilly if they weren't. It's horrible right? because... So, like, you look at the Skinner acquisition... Hunwick's not, he's not a trailblazer, but he's not slow. I've he's liked not Hunwick. really slow. I, he's fine. He's honestly. been good. He's okay. Uh, you look at Skinner, Connor Sherry, he's pretty fast. I'm trying to think of some other guys. Wilson isn't exactly slow. Rodriguez is fast. Rodri- well, Ro- Are you talking just guys that just Just Botchel's Just Botchel's acquisitions, okay. Uh, like some of the bums, like Nolan wasn't, like, Nolan was, yeah. Remy Ellie was pretty slow. Ellie, yeah. I mean, who else is? But the guys that were brought in that were supposed to be good have been fast. So mm-hmm. I hope they go all in on Matt Duchesne this offseason. If you got to pay him eight, eight and a half million dollars, go for it. Hey, Nathan Bolio was fast. Nathan Bolio, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did you watch the Jets game that he played with Jacob Truba? They lost. They lost I, didn't, I didn't watch the whole thing. You know what? It's, it's. Can I say pissing me off yeah, on go here? Ahead, go ahead. What's pissing me off is. My NHL TV is behind every Jets game I open. So I get the, the goal alerts like a minute before they actually happen on my stream. So now I probably got to... happens when you watch the Sabres games on MSG Go app. It's, it's yeah, it's, spoiled. it's... It must be some kind of thing with the broadcasting rights, but... Or just the stream, I don't know. But I didn't get to see any of actual bull you play. They blew a 2-1 lead with like three minutes left and lost 3-2 in regulation. I heard Gooley had a nice game in Anaheim Gooley, too. I watched his first game and he looked pretty good but I did not get to see the game yesterday. But uh, Brandon Montour had a nice game. Montour... He made a couple mistakes but yes. the, the, his style of play that's what's going to happen. He was on the ice for at least two of those goals yeah. but I mean... I don't care. He's very, very fast. I did and not his passing. Brandon Montour's passing was just a breath of fresh air. And it's sad that we're talking about a guy's passing ability. Like it's been so long since this team's been able to have guys that can pass the puck. They need like three more guys like Brandon Montour, whether they're forwards or defensemen. Like guys can go. McCabe, he can go. Ristolainen, he can go. I mean they're this argument about Rasmus Ristolainen has been going on forever now. Do you mean he, he can go as in he can play or he can leave? He can leave. Okay. I mean, he, he can stay, but if you can get a good offer for him, why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Did you see the, the stat 
about Ristolainen. It's plus minus. I don't think so. Oh, yes, he's like second last, or he's last in the league, I think. No. In Sabres history, yeah. Rasmus Ristolainen has the worst plus minus, <sighs> and it's over double the second place. Oh, so that was just Sabres history. Yes, that was just okay, Sabres Okay, I thought history. it was NHL like, I'm gonna the try last and find it. couple of years or so. You know what is, uh, maybe we could work this into the show today because we have nothing else to do. That What If Sports website, let's say we take a couple of, like, Sabres teams from a certain year or something, or just any kind of dream the scenario. Tank, the Tank Sabres versus the Sabres this yeah, year. Yeah, let's do Sabres it. this year versus Want to do a seven-game series? Year? Yes, let's okay. do it. Let's do it. I will set this up while you look for whatever All right, it is. here it is. Uh, this comes from Sabres Stats on Twitter. Definitely go give them a follow. Very good insight and some stats as well. Uh, worst plus minus in Sabres history. Number four is Jim Watson, who scored the Sabres' first goal in franchise history, by oh, the way. With, I've with never a heard minus of Minus 61. They don't have this year's Sabres team. Mm, okay, mm. that sucks. Second and third are Tyler Ennis and Cody Hodgson with a minus 65. Rasmus Ristolainen, number one, minus 130. I mean, Ooh. plus minus is, yes, it's a garbage stat. It's a, more of a team stat, but... How could he be minus 130? <laughs> like, that's not good. That is horrible. Realistically, I don't know what Ristolainen's place is in this league. Especially, just, I mean, there's times where he's just so good. Yeah. And there's times and where he's so bad. most of the time, he's bad. I mean, the, the Tampa game... Was an good. example of him being so good. He was really good. He was making plays in every body position you could imagine. And then he plays the, the Philly game, and uh, who was after Tampa? Uh, I don't remember. Well, anyway, uh, Toronto. I think. Yeah, Toronto. Yes. It was bad. I mean, the whole the def. Oh man, the Toronto game was brutal defensively. I couldn't watch. Horrible. That. Yeah. Oh my God! There was a play. Here's 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 another problem with our defense. Okay, there was a play. Uh, Tampa had a breakaway goal. Uh, not there was no Toronto had a breakaway goal. Who was it? Was it? Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't the Kapanen one. I want to make sure I'm getting the game right. But Kyle Opozo was okay. Kyle Opozo was with. Rasmus Dahlin, sorry, we're looking at the Twitter there. Kyle Pozo and Rasmus Dahlin were skating together, like, around center ice on a puck that was flipped up into the air, and they were going to, like, settle it down. Kyle Pozo whiffs on it, and it hops over his stick, and it sets up a breakaway, and Toronto, Tampa, whoever it was, scores. I'm pretty sure it was Toronto. It seems sooner than that. Oh, speaking of Kyle Post, I thought he had a decent game against Philly. He he was he was he, had, he was skating really yeah. well actually. Yeah, he had a really good game. That's another thing I thought I want to bring that up to too. But the one thing about this this play in this 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 mystery game that I can't quite remember, you just let one Maple Leaf float right in past you as you fail to field the puck. Why isn't either Opozo or Darlene saying you know what? I better get this Toronto skater so that, God forbid, something bad happens here at the puck, we don't give up a breakaway. Instead, they both go after the puck that's in the air, and the Toronto guy just kind of floats on by and picks up whatever's left. Like, isn't isn't it fundamentals to take away the guy? 
when yes. you're like, and, and they didn't do that. They don't. <laughs> that made me smart, so mad. They don't have smart players. How many smart players do they have on this team? How many? Eichel, uh, Reinhardt, Darlene is smart. Darlene. I think Bogosian's pretty smart. Mm. I like him. Do you think Opozo's smart? Well, maybe he's got the smarts. He doesn't exactly have the speed or skill to go with it. So Sherry's smart. I, I'll say he. I, I trust him. Montour. Montour is smart, yeah. That, that slim picking. We're actually talking about Brandon Montour being on the Sabres. How wild is that? Who would have thought? I mean, I like, know. months Like, going back to last year, we're like, yeah, yeah. it'd be nice, but is it going to happen? No. No. But, yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about anything else? We have tons of suggestions because we, uh, we were just kind of sitting here for half an hour thinking of stuff to talk about. But I guess just like suggestions here. Scroll inanimate objects that would be better defensive partner than Scandella. Oh baby, I like that. This microphone that we're talking into right now. How that? Uh, a pylon. A pylon. Perhaps. I mean, that's the cliche answer. But. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of things you could put. I'm sure there are players in free agency that would be better defense partners than Marco Scandella. Mm -hmm. A filing cabinet takes up quite a bit of room. Turn it sideways. I mean, it's not moving, so you know that the shooter has a clear path that they got to go around, so that'll set up, I don't know, some kind of play. Um, I'm sure somebody would run into it, too, and then just... Mm -hmm fall over. Really, an inanimate object might be a better option sometimes because there's they don't make errors. Yeah, they're there. You just stick them in a place. There. Mm -hmm. It could be, you know, it could be a good option. Right. Uh, this one comes from Ron. Who should the Sabres target in the draft in June since it's looking like we're drafting in the top 10? Yes, Ron, it is looking like they're going to draft in the top 10. Uh, where do they sit right now? I'm going to look. You know what? Just for... Just for the heck of it, we're going to pull up Tankathon right now. And we're going to do a draft lottery simulation for you live right here. I... So, okay. So right now, Buffalo currently sits in 11th. They have a 3% chance of getting the number one overall pick, which is only slightly lower than their chance to make the playoffs, may I add. They have a 9.8% chance to win a top three spot. I'll just run down the reverse order. Here it is Colorado via Ottawa. What else is new there? Uh, L.A., Detroit, Anaheim, New Jersey, Edmonton, Vancouver, Chicago, New York, Arizona. Rounds out the top 10. And then 11 through 15, it's Buffalo, Florida, Colorado again, Philadelphia, and Montreal. So I'm going to sim the lottery. Here we go. The third overall pick belongs to... The Detroit Red Wings. Mm. So they move up. No, they stay at the third spot, actually. The second overall pick belongs to the Buffalo Sabres. Oh, oh yes, Moving please. up nine spots. So I only did this once. I only leave did it this at once. That. And the number one overall pick, after 49 years without one, the Vancouver Canucks. They got Jack Hughes. And they have the dynamic one-two center punch of Elias Pettersson and Jack Hughes over the next. The Hughes years. brothers lead the Canucks back to glory. It all makes right sense. Right after the Sedins. Yes, 
Yes. And now you have an, and Buffalo gets another dynamic winger to play alongside of Jack Eichel and Jeff Skinner in Capo Caco. Capo Caco. Eichel's got two snipers on his wings. That's how it's going all turn out. Colorado moves down three spots to four. L.A. down to five. And that is it. So tough, tough, tough stuff here. Yeah, everyone's assuming that the Avalanche are just going to win the lottery because... Yeah, they could be fourth. I mean, yeah, they could lose. Honestly, you can probably make the argument that Kachuk would probably go fourth in this draft had he be in it. Really, how many teams actually win the lottery? Right? I mean, well, keep, I mean this, keep their spot. With this new system, mm-hmm. two out of three years, the worst team in the league has won the lottery. Toronto did it the first year. Buffalo Sabres. did it last year. And New Jersey climbed up on 2017. So, right now, it's obviously it's a small sample size, but last place, two out of three times, has given you the first overall pick. Heck, Buffalo won the lottery twice last year. If they didn't win the number one pick, they would have gotten third. Yeah, so Ottawa gives up the fourth pick in this year's draft, hypothetically. Uh, I'm not sure they're really regretting keeping the pick last year if Colorado gets fourth. Because, honestly, what's the difference between Brady Kachuk and Dylan Cousins? Or Kachuk and Pod Colson? They're pretty similar. I don't think the drop-off between... Like, honestly, I, at this point, I might think Kachuk is better than those guys. Because I've seen more of Brady Kachuk, obviously, but, you know, you got the point. Yeah, I got you. So, now, uh, going back to Ron's question, top some top ten prospects. If Buffalo wins the draft lottery, that would be a miracle. Mm-hmm. An honest-to-God miracle. Because, like, if they get a guy like Capococco, that's a 30... 40 goal scorer that's going to be playing in your top six for 15 years. That's a miracle. If we win the lottery, then God wants the Sabres to be good. Yes. And then we get to hear, oh my God, the Sabres won the lottery again. It's rigged. Mm-hmm. I dream of that. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I dream playoff <laughs> hockey in Buffalo, but you know what, whatever. After hearing, oh, we can't win the lottery, no way it'll ever happen for five years now, and they win it back-to-back years. You know what? I want to add this. The first franchise mode that I did in NHL 18 last year, Buffalo won the lottery. It got Rasmus Dahlin. The next year, they missed the playoffs by like five points. I created Jack Hughes, put him in the draft. They won the lottery again and got Jack Hughes. <laughs> okay. So if my franchise mode is worth anything here, Buffalo's getting Jack Hughes. Okay. So well, there it is. It's solved. If they win one of those top two picks, you're looking at – Probably one of the best one-two center punches in the NHL in Eichel and Hughes. You got your two jacks. If you get the second pick and get Capococco, you've got probably one of the best lines in the NHL for 10 years. Or not 10 years because Jeff Skinner is going to trail off you know, probably in like five, six years. But you're going to have a very, very good top line. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, third, it's like a toss-up between Vasily Podkolzin, dynamic Russian winger, uh, and Dylan Cousins, probably. Or uh, Kirby Doc. I think I don't think Kirby Doc is going to go third. He's probably more likely to go fourth, fifth, or sixth. He's in that range. Uh, then you got guys like uh, Peyton Krebs, who is probably on one of the worst teams in the entire CHL in 
Kootenai, which is going to be renamed Winnipeg. Ah, yes, Winnipeg yes. Ice. Why do the Kootenai Ice capitalize ice? I-C-E is all capitalized. It's not just ice. It's ice, you know? Maybe they have a sponsorship with Icy. Icy's. I, uh... Junior, I don't know. Junior branding is weird. I think they they do what they do weird stuff to get people in the building. But can Winnipeg really support three hockey teams? I mean, yeah, you have, they have the Manitoba Moose, right? As well. And it's, um, I I I can I can imagine that a a junior team would be more popular than an AHL team. I think so. I, I, want, I think I could, really want work. Buffalo to have mm-hmm. an, an OHL team. I think that would be fun. Yeah, even if like Niagara Falls had a team, mm-hmm. they used to. Yeah, the Niagara Falls Thunder. The, yeah, way back in the day. But Brad May used to play for them Oh, back in the day. I did not know that. Andrew Peters might have, too. I'm not yeah. sure, though. Or it might have been Peters' brother. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're looking at defensemen, right now there's probably one consensus defenseman to go in the top ten, and that's uh, Bowen Byram, who's been a point per game for the Vancouver Giants pretty much all year. Left-handed shot, but this guy's the real deal. I think he could be a top-pairing defenseman at the next level. Uh 6'1", 190-ish pounds. He is really good offensively, better defensively in my opinion. If you're looking for a guy that you can put beside Rasmus Dahlin for the next 10 years, I think Byron would be a good, safe bet. And you got some Americans as well, Alex Turcotte, Trevor Zegris, Matt Boldy, all from the United States National Team Development Program. All of them would be good options. Uh, Turcotte and Zegris are both centers if you're looking for a center. Boldy's a dynamic winger. And I mentioned Krebs already. You got Arthur Kaliev as well, who could be hanging around in the top 10. I think I have him at 11 for the past couple of months. Over 40 goals already. I'm going to actually check how many he's got right now. He might yeah. he might hit 55 to 60 goals this year. You know I'm a fan of drafting our defenseman. I would not argue with Bowen Byram. Will pick. he still be there, though? That's, That's the, the thing. thing. And we don't even know where we're going to be picking yet. Yeah. So, well... Like you said earlier, if they hypothetically win like four or five games the rest of the season, mm-hmm. you're probably picking in the top six Indeed. or seven. Indeed. So. And that's what the, the trend of late is showing, that we aren't going to win many more hockey games mm-hmm. uh, throughout the rest of the year. Uh, I'm trying to find mm-hmm. it. Kaliev is currently sixth in OHL scoring. He has 93 points in 60 games, 47 goals. Wow. And some people have this kid in the 20s. I don't know why there's compete concerns, but as we mentioned a couple weeks ago, lots of goal scorers have compete concerns and effort concerns. If the guy's going to score 40 goals, I don't care. Mm-hmm. If he's going to be a 40, 50 goal scorer in the NHL, whatever. I don't care if you're lazy back checking, if you're putting the puck in the net. When was the last time Buffalo had a, drafted a pure goal scorer? Thomas Vanek? Come on. Let's do it. Get Arthur Kaliev. Why not? Hmm. Uh, now back to a couple more options. If you're looking, no, some more defensemen. I know but that St. Louis pick is probably going to be much higher because they're on a completely meteoric rise. You're probably looking at like a Victor Soderstrom ah, from Brenes, right-handed shot, smooth skating defense, and same thing. Moritz Moritz Sider, another one of those guys. Him and Soderstrom are very similar in my opinion, as I've mentioned before. Two first-round picks. It's nice, not as nice as three, but. Hey, they got Brandon Montour. That's fine. So, those are some guys that you should maybe keep an eye out for come draft time. But yeah, thanks for the question, Ron. Uh, I'm trying to find some more questions really quickly here. 
Thanks for all these suggestions on the fly, guys. We really did not know what to talk about today. Uh, Andrew, friend of the show, he says, Rochester Am Americans do going for a division title in the Caller Cup. Uh, also, I think I mentioned it on Tuesday. Tage Thompson's going to go down to Rochester for the AHL playoffs. That's really good for his development, I think. Uh, honestly, I haven't watched a lot of Rochester since... Lawrence Pilot got called up for the first time. I haven't had a lot of time to watch them, but I'm glad that they're having a good season. It sucks that Alex Nylander is really in a tough stretch right now. I think he has like five or six points in his last 25 games, something like that. That really sucks, but I think he's going to get a look late in the season like he's gotten the last couple of years just to see what he's got in the NHL. Maybe we will uh, get the the pleasure, perhaps if Pagula wants to do it. Uh, maybe they'll show the Amherst playoff games at MSG. That would be pretty I hope cool. So. Why not? I, I have a good idea. TV. I think that's a pretty good I idea. Probably I mean, be watching them. MSG is there. There's nothing on it. No, so. yeah, the Sabers aren't be playing on it. So I mean, why not let us see the see the future? There's I no place. I said this last year. It didn't happen. But. I think there used to be a. I think like Time Warner. Something Time back when Time, Time Warner Cable yeah. Sports Network would show the games. That was way back in the day, though. Mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, why not? I I, I certainly want to watch the Amherst. I I don't want to buy HLTV though. But um, I mean, there's certainly a market. I mean, we can't get enough hockey in Buffalo, yeah, so exactly. I mean, put them on the air. I'd say, but and it's exciting with Buffalo not in the playoffs. That'll work. A lot of people will be tuning in, especially to watch. I mean, a lot of people, a ton of people have soured on Tage Thompson already. Now, obviously. He's a definitely, like, seeing him light it up in the AHL do, playoffs, possibly, that'd be nice. Do you think we will send down Middlestat no. or even... Well, Middlestat didn't get sent... Middlestat and well, Darlene didn't get sent down the day of the trade deadline, so that's not happening. That can't happen. It okay. can't happen. Well, there you go. Um, and maybe I mean, there'll Thompson, be a couple college free agents that get signed to ATOs and play it in their playoff run. Who knows? So Thompson will be a big boost, and he nice. should... Tage Thompson should have been there all season. I think that... He will. I mean, it's going to be good for the Amherst, of course. But uh, I mean, if he goes down there and, and dominates, I mean, what's that going to show us, though? Because we already know that he hasn't done much at the NHL level. So is it really going to mean much if he goes down there and confidence? Maybe, going but into next season. Who knows? I mean, you have one bad game at the NHL level and could come right back yeah, down. I mean, true. but when Tage has his confidence up and he's making moves, he's shooting the puck. He's always making moves. He's always finding space and whatnot, and he's always getting shots. It's, I think there's something there's something missing there that makes me angry watching him, that makes me want more and desire more. Yes, every time he's like, you, you, he always leaves you wanting more. That's true. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, yeah, but hopefully they can get past the first round. It sucked that they got outed last year early against Syracuse, but they're better this year. Pilot's going to be down there. Uh, they're going to have all their guys for the most part. I think they're a better team. So I hopefully they can go on a nice run. Mm -hmm. Let's hope. Uh, all right, this one comes from Matt. He says, you, he asks, you guys are the GM for the Sabres beginning at the draft, assuming everything stays the same. Run the draft lottery and do free agency and possible trades. Okay. Should we do the draft lottery again? Or should we just go? Well, you, we kind of covered that part earlier in the show. I guess we can do free agency, though. And I'm going to bring up 
All right, how much turnover? Someone else asked how much turnover we. Yeah, John asks how much turnover should we expect this offseason on the roster? So pull up cap friendly. Yes. And how do I get uh, to the free agent? Yeah, pull list. up the bar teams. teams. Oh, free agent list. All yeah. right. How about you? Yeah, pull up the Sabers first. Teams, teams. and then Sabers, and then pull up a different tab and get the free agent list. Okay. So we're gonna play armchair GM, I guess. NHL free agents. Should I just have been Yeah, NHL team? free agents. Okay. Oh, baby. You know what? Uh, this is one name pops right up the screen at me. Jake Gardner. I want him. I'd take him. Yep, yep. Uh, another guy, uh, perhaps Anton Schrollman, who we talked about a couple of times on the show now. Uh, last week we talked about him a bit. Anton Schrollman I'd be a big fan of. He's old, uh, though. That's the thing. It's got to be a short-term deal. Like ex- two, exactly. Like two years. I want defensemen, okay? Uh, Tyler well, Myers. What are they going to do? Bring up the Sabres roster for a second. Uh, you look at what they have on defense. Oh. It's uh, defense. Ristolainen's under contract. Bogosian's under contract. Scandella's under contract. Montour's under contract. Hunwick's under contract. McCabe's an RFA. Okay. Dalene's are under contract. Nelson's under contract. Would it kill you to waive Casey Nelson? Is he really going to be claimed? He's Casey Nelson. Yeah. But does it is it going to hurt you? Is it going to kill you to lose Casey I Nelson? I think he will be in Rochester next year. But you have to make some moves. Like you look at yeah, Pilot who will be up here for sure next year. Oregon might even have a chance of cracking I the lineup. Don't. Who knows? Matt Tennyson might even crack the. Oh wait, he's at UFA. Okay. Oh, we, we all might, we won't, might not have. We to all know Jack Doherty is a real threat to the lineup as well. But how many defensemen they got? They have to cut bait with some of them. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine defensemen that will be in contention to make the team next year, and that's not counting any acquisitions. Well, I they think trade some guys. Obviously, if you have the chance to bring in a guy like a Myers, a Gardner, you can clearly waive a Matt Hunwick. I think they have to get one of those guys. Whether it's Gardner, hopefully they're not paying him like six, seven million dollars. But Myers, and Gardner, Strawman. Strawman will probably come cheaper, but is he really going to want to come to Buffalo? He'll probably want to win a Stanley Cup. They did what we thought was the impossible as well. They actually moved out a defenseman after bringing in one who's better. Uh, uh, Nathan Beaulieu was traded after we acquired Brandon Montour. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't think I don't think there, there should be any market for Marco Scandella. But I think you yeah, wait. Yeah, that's him. wishful thinking. Teams have scouts; they're not going to trade for Marco Scandella. Yeah, you do whatever you can to just rid Scandella from this team. Cause I mean, bottom line is you do what you got to do to bring in a better defenseman. I think it's it's a glaring need on this team. Uh, do we bring back Jake McCabe? Well, they definitely qualify him, but do they trade him? That's right. Thing. Maybe they trade him to get a winger, a top nine winger around the same age. Because obviously, you can get better. Than Jake McCabe, there are several good defensemen. You know who else is a free agent? Eric Carlson. Hey, you know what? Listen, I think Carlson's going to go back to Ottawa. That's what I uh, really think. I think he's going to go back to Ottawa. I think. I kind of hope he does. Yeah. It just—it seems or right. Or Vegas. I he, think he could go to Vegas, but I would not be surprised if he goes back to Ottawa. He shouldn't be in San Jose. He's a senator. Eric Carlson is a senator. I think all roads lead home one day for mm-hmm. for Eric Carlson. He will be a senator one day. I, I hope. I hope. It's just it's right. It's just right. It doesn't it's the universe is not centered when Eric Carlson is a shark. I I, I can't stand it. I can't stand the thought of it. But uh 
there's I mean listen the thing with Carlson too why not why not be in on him have him in for yeah, a visit why not why not you can do it it's at your fingertips have him in for a visit at least you have the Swedish prodigy in could you imagine them together Rasmus Dahlin and Eric Carlson we're talking potentially if he was down the line one of the all-time great defensive pairings that's not far-fetched yeah it, it just have him in make an attempt you aren't going to run into cap hell for years five years down the line they are very and, good cap wise yeah you don't know and, how middle stats going to turn out is middle going to be elite is he gonna be an average second line center we don't know yeah. you know what they're not gonna be paying their middle stats probably gonna get a bridge deal he's probably gonna get like three three and a half million dollars on like a three-year deal that's nothing mm-hmm. cap's going up Bogosian's going to be gone. Molson's off the books. Oposo will probably gone, be gone one way or another in a couple of years. I'm sure they'll find a way. And essentially what happened with trading that first-round pick for Brandon Montour, you're trading a future post-entry-level deal. You yeah. know, you're, you're trading a, a contract that you would have to, you know, that would be a re-signed uh, contract for an extension for one of the guys that you draft with that pick. So... The team is in good shape. You look at, are they really going to pay most of these guys on this team? Who's really worth paying on this team? Jack Eichel, Reinhardt, Sam Reinhardt, raise, but uh, uh, Skinner, Skinner, Dalene. Those are four guys that are really, truly worth paying. And in and, and middle stat, we don't know, but yet, he won't but get crazy numbers. Thompson's not going to get. You can a afford. Raise too. You can afford Eric Carlson. Who's to say what the cap will be in four years? Yeah. Right. So yeah, like. Vegas and Seattle, we haven't really experienced a big, big cap raise yet. I don't know. The cap could be at $95 million a few years from now. Who knows? If you're Jason Bottrell, if you're Terry Pagula, you're not doing your job if you you let Carlson go. If you you don't make an attempt at Eric Carlson. Now, do... Okay, so he is a UFA, so the the, the Sharks don't hold any exclusive negotiation rights then. How old is Carlson? Uh, Eric Carlson, oh God, was he 27? He's got to be like 27, 28. 28. He's 28, yeah. Uh, but will he, he'll, he will still be good eight, seven years from now. Yes, right? yes, yeah, absolutely. yes. Defensemen tend to be better than forwards late into their careers because, you know. Uh, I'm going to bring up centers. Obviously, another need for Matt Duchesne. Team. Now, obviously, you're probably not going to be able to afford Matt Duchesne and Eric Carlson. Probably not, at least. But if you can get one of them. My God, let's do it. What would you think of? What's the bigger need, though? Do you need the center, or you do, you, or do you need Eric Carlson? You need Eric Carlson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a, yeah, in a minute, in a minute, I'd say that. I think How? you need a winger too. You need a winger, another winger. Another well, yeah, winger. I mean, yeah, you need to fill out that bottom but in six this somehow. Case, but they won the draft lottery. You're getting Capocaco. He's in your top six right away. Mm-hmm. So, what about? Jason Spezza. Like two years. No thanks. No thanks. How about a Brock Nelson? I'd take him. Mm-hmm. But, alright, who are your centers on? Eichel. In no particular order. Middlestat, Nelson. And then Thompson? Perhaps? No, it's Rodriguez. Thompson's Rodriguez, that's right. Rodriguez right. would be it. Fine. Well, I think I mean more can... realistic. I don't think the Sabers are going to get Eric Carlson. Obviously, right. I don't think it's going to happen. But what I think I think Duchesne's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but, maybe he stays in Columbus though. But 
It's a pretty good winger class. But again, before the deadline, there was word that came out that the Sabres were interested in Matt Duchesne. So. Mm-hmm. What about a forward like Pierre-Edouard Belmar, a defensive winger? I mean, I'd take, reliable him. I'd take guy. him over some of the other mm-hmm. bottom six wingers they've been icing over the past five years. I think, so. he, has, I think he has five goals this year. You know, couldn't he's hurt. cheap. Yeah, I mean, right now he's making 1.4, 1.45 million. Tony Panarin. I mean, he ain't gonna come he's here, not going to want to come here. But yeah. That'd be nice, though. It would. Carl Hoglin will hey, be Matt available. Molson, Matt Molson's a free agent. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And then there's a real big... Zach Ronaldo. Drop-off here. Everyone that wants grit and toughness, he's right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Max McCormick. Whew. Well, we will go to right wings then and see what is there. Eberly is available. Nyquist. Mm, yeah, whoa, man. Whoa. Yeah, Gustav Nyquist is available. Eunice Donskoy. Mm, I'd take him. Brett Connolly could be a good player. Uh, Brian Gibbons, maybe, perhaps. I don't know. Stay away from guys like Devontae Smith Pelly. And then there's a large, very drop large off. drop off. Yes, Mitchell Callahan. Who is that? I think he's a Red Wings draft pick at one point. Adam Cracknell. Wow. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, so it's a top-heavy free agent class for sure. Yes, you can tell by the drop offs. It's like a yeah. They don't need a goalie. I'm gonna bring up goalies to see who is available though, just out of curiosity. It's a very nice goalie class actually. It is. Not it is. The way Elliott's playing, he might be able to. Play. I think the Sabres should sign Antti Niemi to be Uko Pekalukinen's partner in Rochester next year. Hmm. Could you? I think that'd work out. That'd Niemi's nice, still yeah. definitely a serviceable goalie who de- would definitely be good in the AHL. Would mm-hmm. he go to the AHL, though? Maybe it goes back to Finland, who knows? But to have a Finnish goalie that's been in the league. To be Uko Pekalukinen's partner in Rochester next year, I think that'd be a good idea. Something like that. Mm-hmm. John Muse, former Ooh. Rochester Amherst. Good man. Uh, okay. Hmm. Now, who... Okay, let's bring the Sabres roster back up. How much is going to change? How much roster to- turnover should everybody be expecting this year? Okay. <clears throat> Jack Eichel will be on the team next year. 100%. Opposo will be here. Yes. Jeff Skinner, what's your percentage on Jeff Skinner staying on this team next year? I'm a good seventy-five percent. I think you gotta you gotta do it. I mean, th- there's no excuse not to pay the man. I'm at seventy-five percent too. Okay, I think. yeah. There's a pretty there's there's it's no more likely than not that they'll get him signed. I think there's no reason not to do it. Put an A on his chest too. Yeah, why not? Why not? Pominville will be gone. Yeah, absolutely. Reinhardt's here. Sabotko, God. I Can think. they just buy him out? Hold on, I'm going to bring up the buyout calculator really He will quick. only have one year left. So, I mean, I don't think it would... I don't know how the, the, the economics work there, but... Zach Dalpy just got an extension in Columbus again. Former tank team. You know, you know who got an extension a couple days ago was uh, Connor Garland mm-hmm. from Arizona. Cheap, too. Yeah. All right. How, what's it going to cost the Sabres to buy out Vladimir Saboka? Let's bring it up. All right. Saboka gets bought out. They're paying him. They're it's a one point five million dollar cap penalty next year. 
and one million the year after that. All day, every day. Buy him out. If you can't trade him, buy him out. There's no point in keeping this guy on the roster next year. And we haven't seen Jason Bottrell buy anybody out yet. Probably for good reason. But they can't have this guy on the ice next year. They just can't. He's got to go. Maybe they loan him out somewhere. Who knows? But just get this guy off this team. Why is he still here? All right. Connor Sherry, is he still here? He's here. Probably. Gergensons. Larson. One Mm. of them are here. One of them are gone, right? I think if anything, we keep Gergensons. Do they qualify Larson, or do they find a trade? Do these guys have value? That's what I want to know. I think, I think you can get like a fifth round pick for one of them, right? Fourth round pick. I think if there's a market for either one of them, it's going to be Jurgensen's. I believe. Well, both of them can play centers, so obviously teams are always looking for centers. Mm-hmm. But like, do we really need both of them on this team next year? We don't. Just move on. They've been here for how long now? Like six years? They traded for Larson in 2013. Gergensen got drafted in 2012. They don't need these guys here still. Uh, they've been around nothing but losing. Nothing but losing. Maybe they're a part of this losing culture. Like, why not just gut the team? Mm-hmm. Gut the team. Why not? Especially in the bottom six. Scott Wilson's probably not here next year. Thompson's probably here. Middlestat's here. Rodriguez, they got to sign him, but I think he's still here. So your forward core is essentially staying the same, besides a few players, probably. Uh, percentage at Rasmus Ristolainen is still here next year. I'm going to go 50-50. Uh, I'm going to go 60%. I'm always going to lean towards yes, he's going to be here. I think it's 50-50. I'm not convinced that he's going to be. I think he's traded at the draft. I think he's another, like, Ryan O'Reilly type casualty. I think they're going to move on, and they're just going to be like, hey, we got to make a change, and he's going to be the guy. He's next in line. He is the most expendable asset that will get you something in a trade. And then Reinhardt's probably next. Zach Bogosian, probably still here, right? Yeah, he'll be here. Scandella. What will it take to buy out Marco Scandella if they can't trade him? Let's find out. It would cost $833,000 next year, and then $1.5 million the year after that. I say you do it. Yeah, I think they they can probably fetch like a fifth-round pick for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, Adam McQuaid, of all people, got a third as a seventh and an AHL player, so why can't Marco Scandella get you something? So mm-hmm. maybe somebody will take a flyer on him. I know Montreal definitely had interest in him when Scandella was traded to Buffalo in the first place. So let's see. I don't think anything's going to really come of this, though. They're not going to buy out Scandella. Either they trade him or he's playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Montour, 100%. He's here next year. Matt Honwick, maybe they buy him out, too. Let's see what the cap ramifications are. Because if they want to go crazy in free agency, they're going to have to buy some guys out or trade some guys, do something. Honwick, if he's bought out, it's a little over a million next year and it's 500 grand the year after that if you're just looking to clear up a roster spot or make a little bit of cap room Hunwick can be bought out without really any repercussions there Jake McCabe percentage that he's still here I'm gonna go with 80 80 I'll go 75 okay okay they probably keep him around but who knows 
Darlene is here 10,000%, mm-hmm. not even close. Casey Nelson's probably in Rochester, I would assume. If Nelson's on roster next year, maybe you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Hutton and Allmark, both of them will still be here. Mm-hmm. All right, go look in Rochester. Who is, yeah, just scroll down. Who in Rochester is at least on the, like, on the doorstep of being here? I guess C.J. Smith. C.J. Smith probably should at least be on the roster. He's going to need waivers next year, I think, so he's at least sitting in the press box. O'Regan, it'll be a group six free agent, so he's probably – there's rumors he's going to go to Germany and play, so I don't think he's going to be here. Really? Why is that? Uh, More money. He's not going to be in the NHL. Why not? Right. So uh, Alex Nylander. I think he's on the team next year, regardless of how he plays in camp. If Alex Nylander's not on the Buffalo Sabres next year, you're in trouble. Uh, Rasmus Asplund, wild card, a huge wild card in this team's plans next year. Having a great second half, producing, and I think he's a dark horse to be in the bottom six next year. But we'll see. Sean Malone, I think you can probably forget about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Picard contrary to popular belief, is not ready for the NHL, so he's not going to be ready for probably like three, four more years. Olafson probably gets a look. Uh, Remy Ellie is gone, I would assume. Taylor Lear might be gone. Cornell, Criscolo, and Porter all are probably out of the organization. All right, scroll down once more. Let's look at defensemen. Pilot's on the team next year. Uh, that's probably the only defenseman in Rochester that has a chance. So... I don't know how much turnover you're looking at. If Unless Jason Bottrell has the stones to actually buy some guys out, make some trades, try and get some contracts off the books, you're looking at a very similar roster. Mm-hmm. So, so expect uh, more of the same, pretty much. Yeah, for at least another year, and yeah. that sucks. Yeah, it really sucks. So they're going to have to make some trades. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to do something because... You don't have room to bring in defensemen in free agency if they don't ship some guys out or buy some guys out. You have a few spots for forwards, a few, but you got to do a good job trying to convince a guy like Matthew Shane to come over. Yeah. Uh, yes. All right, we'll probably take one more here. Realistic coaching options if the Sabres decide to fire Phil Housley at the end of the year. All right. We'll finish off with this one since we're getting close to an hour. I'm going to go with a few NHL coaches who I could see potentially being let go during the offseason. Mm-hmm. One, and this is just a personal favorite of mine, John Tortorella. I, honestly, when the Sabres were looking for a head coach when Bilesmo was hired, mm-hmm. I wanted nothing to do with John Tortorella. Oh, man. I have changed my tune. Yeah. I will take John Tortorella as the coach of this team. He's exactly what this team needs. If you're not going to be, you know, if you're going to be soft on the ice, don't be soft on the bench, too. Because that man will whip them right into shape. I think if the Blue Jackets don't make the playoffs, I think they clean house. I think, yeah. I think Yarmo's gone. I mm-hmm. think Torts is gone. Uh, Davidson's gone. Mm-hmm. I think they, I think, expect heads to roll. That's what I think, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux, I mentioned him a couple times. I think he'd be a good fit. Always makes the playoffs, except for this year, obviously. But mm-hmm. I think he'd be a good a good offensive-minded coach, a real offensive-minded coach, offense first. I think they say adding good. Bruce Boudreaux is like adding 20 goals yeah, to I your team. I've heard that, I've heard that yeah. so I think that'll help for sure. Uh, another NHL name. 
Blaine Vino is still out there. That's right. Mikey O is out there. I, I don't want anything to do with Mikey O. I mean, I'm not as up with the college ranks, so. I don't think there's anybody really in the college ranks that yeah. would fit. Uh, as far as assistant coaches go, like Chris Knobloch was McDavid's coach in Erie. Mm. Like his name is kicked around sometimes. Uh, people like to bring up Lindy Ruff. That's not happening. Sorry. Uh can't really think of more options. I mean, Joel Quinville, but is he really going to come here? Everyone likes to bring up his name, but it's not like he I might. mean, why would hey, he Joel, come, come here? coach the Buffalo City. Like, he's 60, how old is he? 66, 67? Yeah, but like, is he really going to want to come to Buffalo where he might not win the cup for like three, four more years? The guy's I mean, old. He wants to win. He went to Chicago when they were bad. Yeah, but he built was them up. like 50 then. I, I don't I mean I don't think he's gonna say well I just want to win the cup I mean your coach for a reason I mean, he didn't they give him an extension he's probably getting paid right now to do nothing for years still so why come back if you're not gonna be coaching a good team are we convinced this team's gonna be good next year we'll finish off oh, with no. this I don't know because we just went through the roster. There's guys still with term here that with one year left, you're looking at your Scandellas, your Sabotkas, your Bogosians, and they're still going to be here next year unless they're traded or bought out. So I, I just don't think it's so simple if you're pursuing Quenville as like, oh, well, I'm old. I don't, you know, I can't win with this team. Well, I that's just, the I thing. Just... There was the rumor that the Flyers might have been interested, and it was like, ah, no thanks. I want to win. Well, they were also on a terrible stretch once that rumor came Sabres are on a terrible stretch as well. That's true, but... I don't know. Time will tell, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't. Th- maybe he goes to Columbus if Torts is fired. That's probably where he goes. Honestly. He'd be good there. Yeah. I think we said that before. He'd be, um, he'd be a good fit. Mm-hmm. All right, I think if... Okay, I want to touch one more thing. I'm not sure if Boschel has the plans to fire Housley regardless because maybe there's not a good enough option to replace him. But if guys like Boudreaux or Torts become available, you gotta, like, if you got a good coach available and you even have a question in your mind that Housley's not good, you change. Mm-hmm. You got two horrible seasons. You finished last in the league last year and you're playing like a terrible team again this year. Why not make a change? Why not? So if there's guys available, do it. Do it, do it, do it. All right? I think we'll end off with that unless you have anything else to say. No, that's all. All right. Okay, another nice bonus episode for you guys this week. We kind of went off the cuff. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TheChargingBuffalo. Rate us on SoundCloud and uh, iTunes. Give us a nice review if you're so kind. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter as well, Joe TCB NHL, and at Luke TCB. And uh, instead of the U, it is a V. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, they're back in the playoff race. Hopefully, but they're more likely than not, they're going to be in the Jack Hughes sweepstakes. All right. Yep. If you enjoyed, let us know, and we will see you in the next episode.